Hello, Lewis fans, and welcome to the Mere C.S. Lewis podcast. My name is Thornton. My name is Andrew, and we are two brothers who enjoy C.S. Lewis and want to take themselves and others on a journey through his writings. Yeah, so Andrew, how have you been since uh, we uh, we last recorded the podcast? Um, well, uh, life has been crazy, uh, but in a good way. Um, lots of wedding planning, lots of um, just stuff at work. I just had a big project at work, so yeah. I mean, life's been good, but it's been it's been moving. Yeah. Did you announce on the last podcast that you were engaged? You know, I didn't. I thought I might have, but I might not have. Hey, guys, I'm engaged. Yeah. Yep. So, our, uh, so where does C.S. Lewis fit into y'all's uh, wedding vows? Um, I don't have a clever answer for that. <laughs> well, you'll just have to get on that. I, I don't know if you remember uh, my my wedding, but we had a passage from mere Christianity. And this was not my choosing. This was my, my wife's of her own volition. Um, from Little mere did Christianity. she know the beast she would create. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it was a, um, a passage about love and how one chooses to love and mm. how one can fall. The one, the falling in love that happens early in a relationship is not sustainable, and one has to choose love after that. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I'm surprised. I, I don't think I mentioned that during the mere Christianity uh, episode, but that, uh, yeah, we had it. Uh, we had Lewis um, as a fixture of our of our ceremony. Mm. That's good. Yeah, I uh, I don't know what if there what that would look like, but. I know that it is not for lack of options. <laughs> yep, as as we are certain enough from the podcast, he has a, a wealth of wisdom and subject, or I guess love subject matter to to for you to draw from. And yeah, in the next episode when we do the four loves, well, uh, yeah, you will definitely have plenty to choose from from there. For sure, yeah, I, at least four options. Yes, at least four options. So, well, I have been doing well. As I was telling you right before we hit record, I have a cough and the hiccups right now. So that is the perfect, perfect combination to record uh, a podcast. So I will try to edit out uh, as much as I can, but there might be some that slip in there. So apologies to to the listener. Yeah, it's uh, the podcasting dream. Yeah. And, and speaking of podcasting dream, I know you and I are looking forward to going to see the horse and his boy on stage in uh, in in a week. Yeah, we are. I'm excited. Yep, I'm so taking we off will... work. We're gonna have a good time. Mm-hmm. Yep, we're gonna drive up to Museum of the Bible and check out all the. It's the opening weekend, so they have all the movie props from uh yeah from from the movies and. And so we'll check those out. They also have a, a, a new exhibit starting that day about the intersection of uh, science and scripture, or maybe oh, a better way to yeah, maybe a better way to say it is how science and scripture overlap um, and how they are not in conflict. Yeah. So, and then I, yeah, I've been to the Museum of the Bible several times. I don't think you have yet, so I'm, I'm I haven't. In, no. Yeah, I'm excited to just show you all all the different floors and. It is. I haven't. Even, I've been. I think uh, three, four times, and I haven't yet seen everything. Um, um, 
that being said, I, I do go back and redo some of the same things each time because it's so good. Right. But, um, but yeah, before I forget, for those who want to see the, the horse and his boy, and they're playing January 20th through March 4th, if you purchase your tickets in January, the codes we will give you in a second can give you a, a discount. So if for with code Narnia, N-A-R-N-I-A, you'll get 15% off any, any type of ticket. And then with code Matinee25, M-A-T-I-N-E-E 25, you will get matinee tickets for $25. So, yeah, go ahead and during the month of January, go ahead and purchase your tickets. And and just FYI, we're not getting any sort of kickback or um, anything for this. And this is actually in, in their, these codes are in their general email um, publishing or publicizing the, the play. We're just so excited for it. We just want as many people to go and see it. Oh, 100%. So, yeah. So, yeah, no no kickbacks uh, from from the theater at all on this or the museum. Just some but... treasures in heaven. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. But anyway, well, let's go ahead and get into the, the episode on forgiveness. I know, as, as we were mentioning before, uh, Andrew, that even though this was a, a short essay, I think it was just maybe – four or five pages yeah it, uh the the subject matter is deep so we'll we'll try and keep it short but there i think there are rabbit holes aplenty uh, oh in the, yes in this one but, but yeah i'll go ahead and start us off with the background and context so lewis published this essay in 1947 which as i was doing my research was a very interesting time in his life he had recently lost out on a prestigious professorship at Oxford, hmm. which, yes, which it was an open secret that he didn't get it because uh, of his evangelizing. The Some of the other academics at Oxford thought that if they gave this professorship uh, to someone who wrote the screw tape letters, that he would just turn it into a, a bully pulpit. Um, hmm. Thankfully, Cam- Cambridge uh, saw the error of Oxford's ways and created a, uh, a, a, a chair, a professorship chair, uh, basically tailor-made for him. Wow. Um, yeah, so anyway, but also at this time during 1947, the Inklings were also starting to show some signs of fraying as, as different personal quibbles uh, between the different members began to snowball. And in... In one of my favorite books on the Inklings, it's called The Literary Lives of the Inklings, um, or it's called The Fellowship, The Literary Lives of the Inklings. It has it uh, gives a, an illustration of a little episode between uh, Tolkien and Lewis, where supposedly or apparently Tolkien, uh, I guess, ripped Lewis's work a, a little too to shreds, a little too much to shreds, mm. and. Uh, so there's a, a little bit of a le- there's a Tolkien wrote Lewis a letter um, with kind of an apology, kind of trying to explain himself. And oh. um, but anyway, so it's uh, I don't th- who knows um, if if Lewis wrote this essay in direct relation to these things, but you, you got to believe that it's um, it certainly was on top of his mind as, as he wrote it for sure. And uh, yeah, I yeah. It's interesting you, you get, or I guess 
perceived to get slighted, at least from the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and then writing an essay on forgiveness. So mm-hmm. I'm with you. The uh, Do you want to jump into the overview of the text? Yeah. Lewis reflects on the creed he recites every Sunday, which has a part that says, I believe in the forgiveness of sins. He wonders why the church thought, fathers thought that it would be necessary to repeat it so frequently and so plainly. Wouldn't it be obvious that forgiveness of sins is what Christians believe? Well, Lewis says that it's not so easy. We believe in God forgiving our sins, but it's much harder to believe and remember that he only does so if we forgive other people's sins against us. Lewis makes a distinction between excusing and forgiving. Excusing is when he is when we say, quote, I see that you couldn't help it or mean it. You're not to blame. And forgiveness says, quote, yes, you have done this thing, but I accept your apology. I will never hold it against you, and everything will be exactly the way it was before. And Lewis says that we often ask God to make excuses for us uh, and not to actually forgive us. Uh, There might be a mixture of forgiveness and excuses in any situation, and God knows better than we do what exactly needs excusing. But we rarely own the things that are inexcusable. If we really believe in the forgiveness of sins, Lewis says, then we are more willing to bring the inexcusable to God. Besides, in our in our own cases, we accept excuses too easily, but in others, not easily enough. Lewis ends the essay saying, quote, To excuse what can really produce good excuses is not Christian charity. It is only fairness. To be a Christian means to forgive the inexcusable, because God has forgiven the inexcusable in you, end quote. He says this is hard, especially when the injury is incessant, but that is what Christians are called to do. Hmm. Yeah, there is a lot to unpack here. Yep, yep, indeed. So, uh, well, do you have any questions? Or um... Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely have some some talking points for sure. Um, well, Andrew, I will, you can have the, the, first, uh, the first swack at it. Yeah, one big thing here is from a Christian perspective, and again, the, everything we're talking about here is specifically from a Christian perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I have some trouble with this. Not what part? The, the lot of it. Um, with the exception of that God does absolutely tell us to, you know, you know, forgive others as, you know, we have been forgiven. Hmm. Um, I don't like, if you, if you, (laughs) if you take each part individually, right? Like, I'm like, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Or yeah, that's in the Bible, but it's hard not to then say like, that this is a work for your forgiveness. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like, that's where I really struggle with it is like I I don't like the idea and maybe it's just the way we're framing it in communication mm-hmm. rather than the reality of the situation but mm-hmm. the idea that there is a condition of our forgiveness and that that condition is forgiving others so you're saying that the way Lewis is framing it in that God will only forgive our sins if we forgive others is it makes you think that forgiving others' sins 
is a work of salvation. Well, to be fair, I don't know if I'm saying Lewis is saying that. I think the Bible says that. Like, I don't yeah, think like Lewis the Lord's is... Prayer. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, the Lord's Prayer says, yeah, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass well, against us. Well, not even just that. Like, Jesus even says in Matthew, like, hey, if you don't forgive others, I'm not... For, or you won't be forgiven. Like, mm -hmm. it'll be done the measure... Like, what you do to others will be done to you. Yeah, and then there was that yeah, whole parable about the the man for like having his debt forgiven and then like right uh, yeah exactly so it's one of those things where it's like like the i don't think lewis is saying anything that's not in the bible so i'm not blaming him i i'm more just externally processing how i feel about what the bible says about it um and trying to to make it a consistent you know ideology um now i guess you know just playing the you know i don't like to say devil's advocate in this scenario because even though we could unpack yeah. the history of that anyway i guess it's one of those things where it's like hey when you've been brought to new life mm -hmm. you know this is what this is what you do yeah and that that was sort of what, what i was thinking when you when you brought that up is i guess similar to james who says uh to to do good works uh, and that whole tension between what James says and what Paul says, and and but then the the way a lot of Christians sort of uh, understand it is like you said that we're saved by, or at least a lot of Protestants that you're saved by grace, and that yeah, like you said, creates a new life, and then this is what the new life looks like. Right, and by grace alone, and that that word alone is is important mm -hmm. there. Um, but yeah, the, so I, I, I it is a hundred percent, like as Lewis says, like, Hey, you know, your forgiveness is contingent on forgiving, but you, you were forgiven while still a sinner, right? It wasn't like you had to forgive to get your forgiveness. It's, so I guess it is that, I guess that is an important distinction also is, mm -hmm you were forgiven and that actually happened first mm. and it, the, it isn't saying hey if you want to be forgiven you need to forgive it's saying hey mm. you were forgiven so you mu you must go forgive yeah I so think, i think that is a big distinction or important one yeah order definitely matters there um yeah okay i feel good about it it's a great essay um yeah. it was is there anything else around that 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 kind of proc your attention uh well not not around what what your concern was um i guess the the big question or the one of the big uh one of the questions that popped out to me is and i don't think lewis addresses this or hints at it or or not but i was wondering is do you think forgiveness is a process or a one-time decision um because and what made me think of that is when he was given his definition of mm. forgiveness and how forgiveness is um, excusing the the unexcusable or forgiving the unexcusable and then how that reconciles you to the person and things were the same way as they were before the infraction. Right. Um, Which and, I, I we're going to come back to that. I'm not sure how much I agree with that. Yeah, because that. Yeah, that seems really tough. 
Um, and and I, I know later in this, uh, I know later in the essay he talks about how, and I'll just go ahead and quote it. It's he says this doesn't mean that you must necessarily believe his next promise. It does mean that you must make every effort to kill every taste of resentment in your own heart, mm-hmm. every wish to humiliate or hurt him or to pay him out. End quote. And but I was like, oh, like if you don't have to believe his next promise, then that's not necess- that's not things going back to the way they were. Um, so I I was wondering if Lewis was contradictory there, but I guess the way I was sort of making sense is like, well, maybe for if forgiveness is a process, if and if you're like, hey, yeah, like. I will start the forgiveness process and meet like when, when, it, when the Lord, when Jesus says to like immediately forgive because you are forgiven. Right. If, if you're like, okay, yeah, I will start this process of reconciliation. And then over time, as things get worked out or, um, trust is rebuilt, then, then I guess things can be reconciled or, or is it kind of, yeah, one time thing where someone repents, which I think that's a big part of it. You just, I don't think there can be forgiveness without repentance. Well, um, I, I think they're there. I think that's another thing we're going to need to talk about because, well, so to your point, uh, do I think it's a process or do I think it is a one-time thing? Mm-hmm. I think just to make sure we, because just to make sure we define the different nuances here, mm-hmm. um, I would call it a one-time thing. Mm-hmm. Right. I, so it's like, hey, you did this. I forgive you, mm-hmm. right? The but we do see a process here, and I think it would be a better distinction to call that process healing, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't think your forgiveness is the same thing as your healing, mm-hmm. um, or freedom, maybe depending on the the scenario, right? Mm-hmm. And so you can still be wounded by what someone has done. And still have forgiven them. Right? Um, Our sin put Jesus on the cross. Jesus keeps those scars. Even in his resurrected body. Right? Though he has 100% forgiven us. Right? For for those who have repented, he has forgiven. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, But like the scars are still there. Well, okay, yeah. And I, I would agree that... That just because you forgive someone doesn't mean your wounds are healed. But by Lewis's definition, though, if you forgive someone, you're you're taking off the Band-Aid or the body armor or whatever that you're wearing that's protecting that wound. And I guess theoretically leaving yourself exposed. If if I say if we're taking Lewis's definition where he says things were the way they were before. Well, and, I, and I don't even yeah. think I, so here's why I don't like that definition, right. Mm-hmm. Is using Jesus as a case study still, right. Mm-hmm. Things weren't the way they were before when we accept the forgiveness of Jesus. In fact, they're better, right. The relationship we have after Jesus's forgiveness is not, we don't go back to as if we were back in the garden. We actually, and, and, and the reason I can say that is because we get the Holy spirit and that, is better right like the they didn't have the holy spirit in the garden i guess um, they didn't have the holy spirit but i guess they had uh, a corporeal or uh, god walking in the garden with them which i don't i do not want to argue which one is better <laughs> that's um, fair that's fair but, but, but uh, i guess it's better than yeah. he does say it's better than what moses had when when moses was um yeah, yeah. 
guess, you know, yeah, better than the temple, better than the tent or the tabernacle, better, yeah, than I guess the burning bush. Uh, I guess better than the um, minus the I guess first three chapters of Genesis, right? Uh, every, everything else in um, in the Old Testament, yeah. So I I don't know if if things go back to the way, and again, we're a new creation, right? So mm -hmm. I don't know if we can say things go back to the way they were before. Mm -hmm. um, I think they go somewhere new for sure, mm -hmm. but I don't think it's where it, it was before the infraction. Mm -hmm. um, and again, I don't know if forgiveness is the same thing as trust. I don't know if you need to trust someone to forgive them. Um. In fact, I think, you know, you can you can say, hey, you know, be even though you did these things and I forgive you, like I'm not going to hold those things against you, like you have forfeited the the right to um, X, Y, or Z, right? For for example, right? If someone, um, let's just say someone commits fraud. Right. Mm -hmm. And the judge is merciful and says, you know what? We will forgive you of, of that fraud charge. Right. I don't necessarily think that that means the person gets their job back. Well, yeah, I, that briefs well. Um, and yeah, like maybe not immediately, but I, I would I would hesitate to say never. Um, well, maybe not never, but definitely. But Per Lewis's definition, it, it, it's at the moment of forgiveness, and and that's why I was thinking. I just I would, I think right now I would say that yeah, I think forgiveness is a process, and yeah, I think we're all as Christians uh, mandated to like, in my in my view or theory, to like immediately like, always be willing to start that process, and then, and then that process of forgiveness is in my mind the healing process and i think in that first instance where when you're like hey yes i will forgive them that's when what lewis says that you're you're forfeiting all future resentment or all thoughts of vengeance uh i think that is instant or that should be instantaneous and that should be what what you try to banish from your, from your soul. But then I would, in my view, just the forgiveness and healing are, are continue to go hand in hand. Um, and, I, and I just, the reason I sort of think that is kind of what the example you were saying of just using God's relationship with us, where Jesus and the, the our Lord forgave us. But like you said, it didn't, I guess the world was not made new then we're right. there. I guess we're depending on, again, your view, I guess we're in a church dispensation or in sort of the church age. Uh, but the, the new Jerusalem will, will arrive, um, which I guess is still not the garden, but I, I, it is like you said, a, a new creation. Um, so, yeah. Um, and I think, I think some of what we're doing here is semantics. Yeah. Um, just because, like, I think, because when I think of debt, I think exclusively of 
or excuse me, when I think of forgiveness, I think exclusively of debt, right? Whether that is a debt of, um, <clears throat> you know, of love, of honor, mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, monetary, you know, because this we are talking sort of a legal um, term here in forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we now apply it to emotions and to love, right, mm-hmm. then we're saying, hey, you don't owe me anything mm-hmm. for that wrongdoing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, and that is forgiveness, is the lack of obligation on the other end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so because of that, that's why I, I feel like I separate the healing because it's like, hey, you don't have a debt, but that doesn't mean I feel great or that I'm not grieving or that I'm not hurting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I still think that debt can be wiped clean in the process of healing from those wounds. Yeah. Izzy, is there any last, uh, last thoughts or, or anything else from the essay that's just burning uh, in you that you wanted to share? Jordan, I could talk all day long. So yeah. I, uh, I feel like maybe, maybe we can stop it here. I know the last thing I would I want to say is um, I, I think in an indirect way this essay kind of shows how I guess how much better Lewis is than than us. Yeah. Because be in the in and what I mean by that is we we've spent a lot of this podcast, um, a lot of this podcast episode talking about and sort of trying to wade ourselves through like the metaphysics of forgiveness and how does it sort of work what comes first when when does it apply and when does it not and i think those are useful uh, discussions and fruitful discussions especially as it sort of points you back to the word and 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 stuff and people have been uh, discussing this for uh, thousands of years so there's a lot of deep thinkers on this but lewis I, i think focuses his essay on what is probably the most fruitful is just how how do you do this in your everyday life and 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 just sort of encouraging people in their everyday life um because i know in in the last paragraph he talks about how in the first sentence of the last paragraph is he just simply says this is hard uh referencing just forgiveness and 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 i and i think in a lot of our discussions we've we've assumed or, you know, we've assumed that it's, or just talked about forgiveness in the, in the sense of like, Oh, there was this one instant, one instance of being wronged against us. But in the last paragraph, Lewis talks about how a lot of times it's, it's incessant. Like the, right. he talks about, yeah, the, the bossy mother-in-law, the bullying <laughs> husband, the nagging wife, the selfish daughter, the deceitful son, just those, characteristics or those flaws in people that they might know about them or they might not know about them, but it's just, they're a constant source of offense and wrong and, um, and you are called to constantly forgive them 70 times seven. Um, but I, I, I guess on that note, I, I do want to ask you one more question, Andrew. Sure. Um, 
can you share a anecdote from your life um, about forgiveness? Oh, easy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, let's see. How do I want to say this? Um, back in my freshman year of high school, I was on the, the volleyball team. And one thing about me is not everyone's like me in my life, but the majority of people have liked me. Um, like I, I was always class clown kind of, you know, um, cutting it up. Yeah. Cutting it up. And I, and I made friends easily. Um, and so there was one guy on the volleyball, two guys on the volleyball team who just didn't like me. Um, and I found out later in life, it it had nothing to do with me, but, Mm -hmm just pretty much every day at practice would bully me. Mm. Um, and it was pretty, like, I don't know, pretty discouraging. Um, but I do remember, like, just getting really frustrated going home and thinking about it and just being really frustrated by it and felt the Holy Spirit say to me, like, pray for it. Mm. And I was like, well, that's the last thing I want to do. Mm-hmm. Right. But I, I think that Sunday, the youth pastor had talked about praying for your enemies. And I was like, all right, well, this is the closest I have in suburban Virginia. Um, and so I prayed for him every night. Right. And eventually, like, you know, he would say things and I'd just be able to brush it off. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the. And then he ended up leaving the school, going elsewhere. And it was just like, all right, I still prayed for him all throughout high school. Um, Even when he wasn't at the school anymore, continue to pray for him. Mm -hmm. Um, And eventually would become my (laughs) brother-in-law. Yeah. Um, And I haven't heard this story before. (laughs) Yeah, it was... And I actually, had, I just told him about it at Christmas time because he, he had kind of brought it up, actually. Um, and he didn't realize, like, I mean, he didn't remember me that way as being the guy he, he picked on, right? Mm. Um, but it was interesting because it, it was, like, and I told him, like, I forgave him. And he, you know, he, he had some trouble grasping that. Um, mm. But it was... Uh, it was really interesting how, you know, God didn't want to stop it at, you know, making my enemy my neighbor. He wanted to make my enemy my family. Yeah, your brother. Yeah. And my brother, exactly. And so it's just that really showed me what Jesus is, you know, doing. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's beyond just, you know, placating enemies. Mm-hmm. And and it's much more humbling than that. It's inviting them to be in your family. But that that takes so much humility. That takes so much sacrifice. And there's just no room for pride there. Yeah. Um, but that that is the one anecdote of forgiveness I have, at least at the top of mind. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a good one, Andrew. Yeah, I was as I've been Do you have about- one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as I was thinking about the, that question um, over the past, I guess, a little bit as we were preparing for this, I was thinking about uh, trying to think of a story where I forgave someone similar to, I guess, your, yours. And 
Um, and but then I thought like, well, when was a time that I asked for forgiveness? Someone had to forgive me. Mm. And then and then a story immediately came to mind. So I was like, well, <laughs> I, I guess I guess that that's the one I need to share. Um, so yeah, this was like maybe a month or two ago, three, four months ago. And, uh, as I think I've shared on the podcast, yeah, we, my wife and I have a a little, little daughter, a little girl, she's, uh, just turned one years old. And, uh, but yeah, during her first year, she, she's been a great baby. It just, but just the, the trials of, of new parenthood, um, can certainly be, testing and so my my wife and and i i guess were were burnt out at this one particular time um but i since i'm in the in the air force reserves i uh still needed to like keep up my physical fitness it was basically just like a a job requirement so i was like hey hey baby I, i need to like go out to to the gym for an hour or so and and uh and just worked out and we had a little bit of a fight about it because she she needed some support or some help here at the house and i didn't exactly see why she needed such support and i was like and we were trying to figure it out but finally i just we we figured out a time that that i could go um and i was preparing earlier that day to, to go. And, but then I was like, man, I had, I'm so tired. I've just been waking up in the middle of the night to, to feed, uh, feed the baby. And, um, I just did not feel like going and doing a real workout. So I was like, Oh, I will just take that time and go, uh, like go to Barnes and Noble and just sort of have some alone time and just kind of be by myself. And, and I was like, but, oh, if I tell Rachel that she will just, I just blow up that I'm, that I'm like going to go do something fun and fun without her. And, and that this, this time that was, even though like working out can be enjoyable and fun, like it was, it was more of like a a work requirement type thing. It was a burden at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but I was like, you know, I, I just, I, I felt, I was like, oh, I, I think in my inner mind or inner heart, I was like, oh, I deserve this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that'll get I, you. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I, I left her like none the wiser. Uh, I even, I even took my gym bag with me with just to like keep up the ruse. <laughs> um, and I got all the way to Barnes and Noble and I just felt really convicted that, yeah. um, and yeah, I felt really convicted. So yeah, just turned right back around and came back home and, and she was like, Oh, you're, you're home early. And I was like, I, I need to tell you something. <laughs> and then she just has this, her, just all the color drowned out of her face. I think she was preparing for me to say something like, Oh, I'm cheating on you or, right. Or, or something like, Oh, I have cancer. Of or, much more know. consequence. Than yeah. And I, I was like, Barnes and Noble. Yeah. <laughs> And at first she was like, oh, like what? And then as I sort of explained to her, like it's everything I just said to just now, she was like, oh. Um, and then I was like, yeah, I, I was wrong. Like I, I'm, 
I'm I'm sorry. Like, do do you forgive me? And she and like she appreciated me like telling her like she had she had no idea and um and so she was appreciative of my forthrightness and then this is I think where the story gets particularly interesting mm. uh, where she was like yeah like I forgive you uh, but I don't know like the next time you tell me you're going somewhere like I don't know if I if I would be able to like trust you and then I I I became very annoyed to say the least. Sure. And I was like, wait a minute, like, I didn't, like, I, yeah, I got to Barnes and Noble, but I, I didn't, like, stay there. Like, I turned right around. Like, I told you, like, I was like, why, like, why can't things just go back to the way they were? Um, or, like, and she was like, well, like, she's like, she's like, well, you still did it. And I don't know. So we had a little bit of, I guess, an argument, discussion about that. And, and then finally, I was like, you know what? Like, yeah, I was like, I, I was like, I guess, like, I don't have any room to stand on because, like, yeah, I did it. I, I, I was wrong. Like, so, like, mm-hmm. I was wrong, and I guess, yeah, it's reasonable for her to have a little bit of doubt now. And, and I don't think it's it lasted very long. Like, mm-hmm. uh, just, and and I guess the the silver lining or, or the fruit of the situation is her and I have now been much more forthright with each other and like to my knowledge like there aren't any like white lies or, right and, and stuff because like we'll be in the middle of, a, of another argument completely unrelated to this story and and we'll be like okay yeah that, that's not wholly true what i just said that's right. and so i so that's sort of been the fruit of that of that situation of how we just are both much more forthright with each other even in the, even in little things yeah um and yeah, and so I guess that was um, an instance recently of, of when I was, uh, I asked someone for forgiveness. That's good. Yeah, and it, it is, it, I mean, even that one, again, whether, don't need to dive back into the rabbit hole, but just of that, like, forgiveness, but trust, and, you mm-hmm. know, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's that's good. That's good. Yeah, yep, indeed. Cool. Well, listener, thank you for joining us on this uh, leg of our journey. Yeah, like I said, this essay is pretty short, but it um, is deceptively deep, especially as you as you mull over, uh, yeah, the theological, metaphysical aspects of forgiveness, but also just the the how, how do you forgive someone, or how does someone forgive you for the uh, the inexcusable? So, highly recommend that you take fifteen minutes and uh, read through the essay. And it, you don't even have to buy The Weight of Glory, um, though you should. Um, you literally can just Google On Forgiveness C.S. Lewis essay PDF. And oh, really? You can, yeah, you can get it for free. I have, oh, the, well, hey. I have the physical copy, but yeah. you can totally yeah, get in the it. Yeah, Har- in the Harper's Tollins Weight of Glory compilation, yeah. Right. I, have, I, I own that one, so I was able to read it there. But for the, the purposes of this podcast, I just pulled it up on the internet. Cool. Well, hey, send me that link and I will add it to the, the show notes. Sounds good to me. Cool. Um, but we really enjoyed reading this essay and uh, we hope that you will enjoy reading it too. Uh, next episode, we will finally get to the four loves. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And also, if, uh, if you're not familiar with the podcast, Lesser Known Lewis, they focus on Lewis's essays uh, they will cover on forgiveness this this uh, exact essay as well in 
around June 2023. Hey, there you go. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, if you want to connect with us, we're on Twitter at Lewis. And also, if, uh, if please email us at mirrorcslewis at gmail.com. So that Just we let can... us know how your day's going. Yeah, yeah. We've really appreciated those uh, listeners who have reached out. And, um, yeah, listen, uh, hearing back from you all is, is one of the blessings of, and of this podcast and makes us get back to it uh, each time. And, but yeah, please let us know what you think on forgiveness and where we got things wrong and, um, and such. And um, yeah, so thanks. And we'll, uh, we'll see you all next time. See you then.